Let's talk shop. Run Matters, Retail Matters. Welcome to the Run Matters podcast, Justin Craig from Run Detroit. Uh, Justin, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. So your store has been in business for seven years, and in those seven years, you have seen quite a bit of change, quite a bit of challenge. Uh, fill us in on what's going on uh, within the past few months. Within the past few months, wow, there's a lot to pack in. Um, we are starting to return to some degree of normalcy. Um, a few months ago, it was a pretty big, uh, it was like flipping a light switch. We went from our doors open to essentially a hard close without anybody coming into the shop. Um, and we've slowly started to resume uh, some in-store interactions. Uh, moving, like with a lot of the shops, we started doing some virtual fits. Then we started doing some appointment-based in-store. And uh, we're continuing to take this rather cautious and, and kind of uh, a wait and see approach. So we're still operating under appointments, get first priority, but we are allowing some walk-ins. Uh, this week, we actually started leaving the door unlocked, but for the last three months, the door has been locked uh, just to keep window shoppers out. Justin, one of the things we've been seeing is that the number of runners uh, has increased during the pandemic as it has proven to be a great exercise that's uh, you're able to do social distancing. And also we've seen an increase in the number of people walking, you know, as you open the stores back up, are you seeing mostly your regular customers or are you starting to see some new customers come in also? We're seeing a lot of new customers uh, in my neighborhood. There is like the 1970s jogging boom going on. There's people I have never seen out walking or running that are out here on a regular basis. Um, and this is just, it, it's completely abnormal. <laughs> what, what do you, what, you know, what are the people like? Are they younger? Are they older? Are they, I mean, is it a you know male, female? What's tell me a little bit about what you're seeing. Uh, it's just everybody we have, you know, we might see some 20 year old uh, guy out here jogging and we're seeing, you know, a 50-year-old female, she's out jogging. Same thing with the walkers. Uh, and we're starting to see more families out walking where everybody just loads up. They might even be pushing the stroller. Um, and it's it's nice from a retail standpoint, but also I think it's actually helping to build communities too. So how is that translated to your business? Are these people, you said you're seeing more people out there, more new customers to the store. What type of products are they buying? We're seeing a lot of people come in that are first-time customers that are coming in for just a good pair of athletic shoes. Some are looking for a running shoe. Some are looking for a walking shoe. But a lot of folks are, are very new to uh, basically walking or running as a form of exercise. And they're just coming in for something that's going to be comfortable and versatile. So I think one of the uh, criticisms of run specialty over the years has been, uh, you know, it's too technical, it's too intimidating. So how do you make your store more friendly and more accessible for these uh, these newbies coming in? The So I didn't grow up in the running world. Um, and for me, e even as a, uh, I guess, fairly accomplished runner, um, I've always found that that it's too technical and too nerdy. And so we just read the customer. If you come in and you, you don't care about drops and offsets and, you know, carbon plates, we're not going to talk to you about those. We're going to keep it super basic for me personally. 
uh, and we're also in you know Motor City here. I talk about cars a lot, so I'm going to tell people that here this is your four door sedan. Um, but if you want a two door sports car, let me talk to you about this, and that actually um, helps a lot of people just reference like what we're talking about. And every now and then, you know, an SUV leaves the door. You know, it's good to hear, though, that customers are coming back to specialty retail. You know, in a couple of minutes, I want to talk a little bit about the shop small movement that we're seeing uh, being supported by American Express and Visa. But before before I get to that, though, what do you think the kind of the new frontier or the new normal looks like for the running specialty uh, retailer? Is it going to be more about more inclusion, less kind of that technical aspects, or is there going to be something for everyone? I think there's going to be something for everyone. You know, if somebody comes in and they want tech and we've got a lot of tech product coming out. I mean, uh, with, you know, some of the stuff that Skechers is putting out with their new shoes, tech is here. And that is, that's driving a lot of people in our doors. Um, and I think the goal is, is just going to have something for everybody and be able to talk to everybody the way they want to be spoken to. Uh, whether that's you know down to earth and low key or total nerd out. So you mentioned uh, your own running background in passing. Exactly. Tell us a little bit about your running background and tell us a little about your background beyond running. You have a, a medical background that I know you bring to practice in your store. Yeah. So um, I've had just about a 16-year uh, career in medicine, um, various roles working my way up, uh, kind of the the classic American story, if you will. I started out as a file clerk uh, and worked my way up to uh, working with some of the top orthopedic surgeons in the country. Wow. Um, direct patient care, so lots of time in the OR and uh, working with CAT scans and MRIs and injections and everything of that sort. Um, and along the way, throughout my medical career, I was always an athlete. I actually started as a cyclist. And then at some point, um, I actually met a, a, a woman uh, and she had a full ride to the University of Washington. Uh, I had no idea what that meant at that time. <laughs> and the only way to spend more time with her was to take up running. So uh, that was my kind of intro to the running world was trying to keep up with her. Um, I learned a lot about how not to train. Uh, and I have a stress fracture to to uh, cement all of that training <laughs> into my brain. Um, but then after a period of time, learned that I'm actually far more um, competitive as a runner than I was as a cyclist. And I think most of us like winning. So I just sort of followed the path that that led me to more wins. Justin, you talked a little bit about your medical experience and working with uh, orthopedic surgeons and, and orthopedic doctors. And you know, one of the things that we we see is that, you know, people really want to one, they want to avoid injury and they want the right shoes. Um, and the right essentials that will help them avoid injury, but also they want to be able to recover more quickly. And recovery is really starting to be this kind of growth category. And I know that it's very popular amongst um, the running uh, kind of enthusiasts. Tell us a little bit about the recovery category and how you see it shaping up in your stores. So we've actually added a fair amount with the recovery category, our biggest like home run, I think is the air relax systems that we've been carrying. Um, those have sold very well. What is that? Started, it's uh, it's basically the co direct competitor to Normatech, the pneumatic leg systems and you know, the Normatech $1,800, or there's a lot of recovery lounges and it might be $50 for a session. 
the machine that we're selling is about $550. And so for what you would have spent for a year at a recovery lounge, you can now do this at home. Um, so that's actually been probably one of our best selling recovery devices. Um, we also we relate to the game with the percussion guns. Um, they were kind of expensive when they first came out and um, just didn't really, we didn't buy in all that much. Um, now that the prices come down, like we like the trigger point one. I like the uh, the mini from Farragon um, or Hyper Vice, Hyper Volt. Um, so those are nice to see that, that they're actually more affordable for such a small device. Um, I will also just add that we're a big preventative shop. You know, there's a lot of times people are coming in our doors because typically the door is open. They don't have to wait six weeks to see their doc and they're asking questions about this injury they had. But we, from day one, have, have really talked a lot and tried to do as much education as we can on preventative maintenance. Uh, this is the stuff that keeps your car on the road, the oil changes and the tire rotations. So glute strengthening uh, is something we deal with a lot. And I can't tell you how many customers have come in for shoes that I've sent away without shoes and given them an exercise program. Let's work on this for three weeks. Then let's deal with the shoes. But we can't, we can't fix the problem. We can't buy our way out of this. We actually need to get to the root, which is a functional deficiency. Interesting. So, uh, Justin, love all the car lingo, uh, oil changes, and uh, we interviewed Kirk Stockbridge recently, and he talked about Goodyear outsoles. So I, I feel like uh, there's a real a real car theme emerging on our uh, Run Matters podcast the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, I think we all like going fast. So fast cars, fast shoes, it's a good, good mix. Yeah. So speaking of going fast, talk about your running career a little bit. I, I learned throughout my early days that I'm actually, um, I'm better at longer distances and living in Seattle, the 50 K mountain race was essentially like the equivalent of a 5 K pretty much everywhere else. There's a 50 K every weekend. Um, and that was really my specialty was 50 K, uh, give me as many Hills as possible. Um, and ended up finding out that I was, I was fairly competitive. Um, won a few, you know, smaller races, um, placed fairly well in some bigger races that drew some uh, pretty big names. And um, it's probably the thing I miss the absolute most about being in the Northwest is access to uh, hills and the mountains. Detroit is is very flat. I do most of my hill training in parking garages here. And uh, uh, it's very humbling anytime I go home where there might be uh, hills. It's definitely a use it or lose it type situation. Justin, I was on your website and I noticed that it looks to me like you're really involved in the community where your store is located. And, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, the community involvement. I know you do a lot of community fun runs and things like that. Yeah, we certainly try. Um, we've always been the shop that didn't want to be, um, we didn't want to be elitist. And so our Saturday group run is, has been from day one. Uh, I've always said rain, snow, sh- uh, you know, thunderstorms, whatever, it's going to happen. The only thing that's proven to be able to shut us down was a global pandemic. Um, but that's uh, that's a big community builder there because uh, the people that are showing up are are the same runners that come into our stores. They're, they're all paces and all levels and all experience levels. And uh, we really focus on creating one cohesive feel 
So we don't separate by pace. We don't separate by distance. So there's no fast people go this way and, you know, short three milers go this way. Uh, it is one group that has a lot of overlap. And that's really helped to cement our, our expectations of how runners are going to get treated in the community. Sure. Let's talk a little bit about your store specifically. Uh, as you know, earlier, I mentioned the shop small movement. And we've been seeing a lot of these commercials on television uh, backed by American Express and Visa about shopping small. But one of the things about shopping small is that a lot of specialty retailers have been a little slow on, let's say, the omni-channel uptake or you know, offering things like curbside pickup. But I notice you have offered those things. You are doing appointments. You are doing a number of things that really, I think, help keep the consumer or customer feel very safe. Is that really your motivation kind of as part of your um, point of differentiation? Yeah. I mean, keeping pe- keeping customers safe, um, maybe secondarily only to keeping my staff safe. Got it. Uh, and I will say that we were very hesitant about having a an online uh, business. And we've had, we switched over to Lightspeed about two years ago. We've had an e-com site that basically sold our run Detroit gear, and that was pretty much it. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful that we at least had the infrastructure because we spent the first 10 days of the looming shutdown just focusing, getting every product online, even down to single gels. And that is what was our saving grace while we were completely shut down for the month of April. We maintained 81% of our historic sales because of that online uh, ability. Now that we are doing in-store uh, business as well as online, what we're seeing is a lot of the in-store business is the new customer. And now the customers that used to buy in from us uh, in-store get fit and then they make all their subsequent purchases at some other.com are now actually purchasing from us. Wow. And it's been my sort of personal game to try to beat Amazon or try to beat the vendors at their own game by offering, for the most part, same-day delivery um, and and excelling or trying to capitalize as much as we can on our ability to shop small and deliver local. So talk to us about the delivery. How does that work? I mean, are you guys all like zooming around and run Detroit cars? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, do you, how do you get the product uh, to the customer so quickly? So... When the shutdown initially happened, um, it was my partner, business partner, myself, and one staff member that were covering the shop. And um, I live in the city. I would handle basically all the deliveries north. Uh, Katie, one of our employees, would handle the deliveries south. And it was we leave at 3 o'clock that day and just hit as many as we can. And most days, it was taking me about three hours uh, to do the deliveries. Um, it's actually supplied us with a lot of data that I didn't have before. I didn't really know where our customers lived. And now I definitely know that there's some concentrations in some areas that we did not expect. It sounds like, Justin, you've been able to really take advantage of the situation really in a number of different ways, whether it's been on purpose or by accident. It sounds like there's a number of things that have come out of this that I would consider a positive and God knows it's been a negative situation pretty much for most of us, but it sounds like you've been able to turn a lot of that around. Yeah. I think we've done a good job of turning it around. And I also think that people are, are using this opportunity to vote with their dollars. You know, if they want a business to succeed, 
they're going to spend some money. And so we're seeing people that are actively making the call to shop at their local run shop or order from the neighborhood place versus order from, you know, a big chain restaurant or ordering from Zappos or some of the big box stores. They, um, they know we are community members and that's very helpful. Hey, we're talking with Justin Craig, uh, owner of the Run Detroit uh, Run Specialty Store. And uh, Justin, we really appreciate you coming on today. You know, one of the areas that we'd like to get into, and we talked a little bit about this before you came on, was that you've got kind of a unique situation in terms of your business partner and the relationship. And, you know, I, I know that might be a little bit of a sensitive subject, but, you know, what's it like working with, you know, uh, someone that you're not involved with any longer? It was a transition. And I was like, be honest, like there was some rough patches. You know, when you have, we uproaded everything. I'm from Seattle. Aliyah's from Detroit. And when she wanted to move home, it was an opportunity, you know, for a career change for myself. So we sold our house, we sold our boat, we packed everything up and moved across the country. And um, it was a big change going from somebody that you, you know, were in a late relationship with to somebody who you are now working with a minimum of 80 hours a week. Uh, we also bought a, a home with no plumbing, no electricity <laughs> that was completely unlivable. So we were renovating a 4,000 square foot historic home at the same time. No stress there. Not at all. <laughs> and um, as things just started to, I guess, just devolve, um, we had some rough patches and, and it kind of, uh, hit me that we needed to be more responsible about how we were handling our relationship when when one of my staff kind of made a joke that mom and dad are fighting today. And uh, we you know, put on our big kid pants and uh, made the decisions that we had to make. And then we just sort of drifted apart from a relationship standpoint. But from a business standpoint, I think we both actually come out of this a lot stronger. Um, there's no question about you know, how Aaliyah feels when it comes to business decisions. Uh, we know each other so well that we can kind of read that person's face and we can read that person's tone. And you know how that person's going to um, take questions or criticism. And so we've been able to actually work better as a team, um, not being you know, intimate partners. And we balance each other out as well. You know, she handles a lot of the logistics with the ordering and inventory I handle the customer experience. Um, I tend to come up with really big ideas, and we joke that she's the voice of reason that brings them back down to the earthly level. And so we complement complement each other very well these days. Yeah. So so many uh, so many couples talk about staying together for the sake of the kids, or consciously uncoupling for the sake of the kids. I guess in this particular case, the store is your kid, and you've you've sort of kept it together for the sake of the store. Yeah, I mean the store, and you know we've got we've got employees that are relying on us. There are people that uh, if the business doesn't succeed, they don't pay their mortgage and they don't put food on their table. So it's more than just us uh, that would be uh, impacted if we weren't being adults. And what sort of advice would you give to other business partners who are in uh, relationships, either romantic or just friendship relationships, that start to fray under the stress of running a business? Just be honest. You know, I think a lot of people are afraid to say that they are struggling with the load or the the intensity of a situation. And uh, they tend to just kind of bottle it up until it's too much. So be honest, talk early, talk often, 
Um, find a way to communicate if face-to-face uh, speaking isn't your thing or what you're comfortable with. Uh, but the more um, the more you can take the emotion out of it and just kind of look at it, like, here's the problem. How do we solve it? And you'll be able to come to uh, some conclusion that's going to allow both parties or all parties to uh, to flourish in the end. Yeah, that's not that's not just great advice for business, but it's great advice for life in general. Uh, communication, being able to understand um, how your partner is feeling, the empathy that you know you see in their voice or hearing his or her voice. So it's really important. Justin, I want to thank you for coming on the Run Matters podcast presented by Sketchers today. We uh, really appreciate you giving us the time. Hey, I'm happy to be here and happy to be a listener. Thanks for listening to the Run Matters podcast brought to you by Sketchers Performance. Go like never before.